Young Hope, you heard? New Maya, New Maya, Chicka man be ballin', these chicks pigeon toe, some of them be crawlin', get the best for you whenever I put my all in, half mommy's callin' for the law. Chicka head callin', ass trap, who's for half the top, expose half my knot, nigga man with a brag about the cash I got, but I used to not have it a lot. I'm from the gutter right now. I ain't the type to ever chase your box, I'm the type to interior decorate the watch, I'm the type to slay, heavyweight on the block and never stay the clock. By far the biggest in the game. Shout out up NYC. That turkey drive was massive out there in the street. Shout out Jimmy's Bronx Cafe. This is my joint in Jimmy's Cafe. All oh, the big shows back. The biggest in the game is back. Did you miss me? Cause I miss you. DJ Khaled on the check on checking Alpo. What's good? Alpo TS, Terra Squad. Rasha Bellahasi, Dubai on the check-in. Hot freestyle, what's good? I win ya. Tonight's guest is very, very, extremely beautiful. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, smash the guest. Yeah. Halle, Halle for the mother. Yo, look, man. Shout out my brother DJ Khaled. It was his birthday. It's the weirdest thing because his birthday is every year on Thanksgiving or the day before. And so I remember when I was scared to fly, I would drive down from New York to Miami. Uh, this time we came to the Bahamas, beautiful island. Um, and we enjoyed ourselves. You know, my brother do it big with me on my birthday. I do it with him. Um, today was crazy. Let me get to today. Let, let, let's just get to today. Today, you seen the picture I put up on Instagram, me and the wife, all of us, Khaled's in there, the family's in there. We on something called a G650 Global. If you fly private, it is by far the Lamborghini, the Rolls Royce of private planes. It's not just a private plane. It's the one. And uh, we're about to head back to Miami. And uh, just before we take off. The pilot stops and says, hey, the plane ain't right. So Khaled goes, because, you know, I don't know if you know, Khaled is terrified of flying, and I'm even more afraid. So Khaled says, what do you mean there's a problem? So the man says, nah, something with the hydraulics, with the nose of the plane. You know, we're going to go back, and the mechanics are going to look at it, and then they'll let us know if we're going to fly out. Khaled jumps up and says, no, no, no. Nobody's going to let us know nothing. I need another G6 Global. I'm not going nowhere. I'm not leaving. That's it. It's over. So now you got to understand. I'm stressed out. I'm stressed out. Like, I got to work myself up to get on a plane. Me too, me too, man. Like, I got to gas myself in the morning. I get a massage. Yeah. I do any shit I can to lie to myself, yeah. to get on the plane, Scared to death, but out of nowhere. So Khaled is just like, no. And I'm like, and now everybody in there is turbulent because, you know, you know, our kids got school as he got a Zoom. Uh, little Asad got a Zoom. So parent talk. 
And meanwhile, I'm going mentally crazy because I'm more scared than him. So I'm like, yo, please, what are we doing? We not flying. Let's go back. Uh, Bahamas is not a bad place to be if you're not flying. Uh, and so we came back. We got the, you know, state mansion, whatever you want to call it with the view. Most beautiful day since we've been here. But uh, that's what we've been. That's the shit I'm on today. We're I have still, a migraine headache. No, we're still in the Bahamas. It's not like no, we're still in the Bahamas. We never took off. We just left. And the craziest shit is, I used it as an excuse to eat Kentucky Fried Chicken. And so, wait with food when you get stressed out. I haven't eaten Kentucky Fried Chicken in about a good four or five years. And I ordered several buckets as an excuse. And now I feel like shit. Because uh, I was on that plane. Um, amazing plane. And thank the pilot. We all did the right thing. Uh, but that's what I was dealing with. Uh, let me see if my guest is here yet. If not, I really want to talk shit. I haven't, I haven't seen you guys in so long. And so... Petition the chance. I was gone for 10 days. We ended it with ludicrous. I gave him a chance. You ain't step up to the plate and take the throne. I'm sorry, but I am back. And boy, let me tell you something, man. I am back with a vengeance. The biggest show in the game. Hold up. Maybe she ain't ready yet. I'll give her a second. Um, yeah, yeah, KFC, horrible. But, you know, we did it. They got the barbecue. They got the spicy, crispy, and the original. Fat fuck Wednesdays. That's what we did. And uh, I blamed it on the stress of the plane. Shout out to Rosita. She's over there with my nephew, Alarm. He's the cutest. Tralo pa acá, tralo pa acá. Un, un, un segundo, un segundo. Por favor. This guy's my favorite. This guy's my favorite. Yo, Ron G, what's up, baby? Damn, Ron G, we got to talk. Look, say hi. High five, high five. Hey, oh, man, that guy's beautiful. That guy's beautiful. Gracias, Rosa. Gracias. That guy's beautiful. He's something else, man. And yo, listen. And so, shout out to Iron Mike Tyson. I want to go in. I want to go in. But uh, today, I got the lovely Maya coming on. And so... Um, I don't want to go into like a fat Joe rant. I want it to be about her and then I get on my shit. And so I let the competition have 10 days. I ain't seen nothing smoking out there like that. Nothing was moving like that. And so I salute I am Mike Tyson, even though I'm going to be honest with you. I felt like Mike Tyson and Roy Jones were circused so late. I think they actually rehearsed the boxing moves. Like, it was choreography. What do you expect? They old. They don't want to get hurt, brain damage, whatever. But boxing and other sports and music has been taking advantage of our icons for so long your man, Mike Tyson, figured it out, 53 years old. Wow. He did his own joint. Everybody loves I Am Mike. Everybody tuned in. Everybody I know in the universe and don't know bought that fight. And so I, I'm happy that Roy Jones and I Am Mike Tyson made a big check at 51 and 53 years old. 
I was happy, even though it was Circus the Solo Lane. Because, I mean, be honest. I felt like Mike was swinging, but he was holding back. Now, I know when people do stuff, you're I gotta, I got to do the show, Av. I can't you like, y'all being loud. I know entertainment is entertainment. And if you get in the ring, you got to be willing to deal with whatever they throw at you. I'm talking about my brother, Nate Robinson. How many of you will have the heart to go in the ring at a Mike Tyson, Roy Jones fight and fight one-on-one -on -one against another guy? And so, yeah, he caught the L. Mike is 54. Yeah, he caught the L. But it's so much heart of a lion to go in there and fight that I don't think people giving it the respect they should. And then a lot of people on social media are, a lot of people on social media, meaning you, are just like to talk shit. And basically, you wouldn't do the shit yourself. I wouldn't do it. So when I had beef with 50 Cent, people were like fake offering me $10 million, $5 million, go fight 50 one-on-one. -on -one. Now, I'm not scared of 50. I fight him for free at the time. But to get knocked out, maybe, on T, it's, I mean, it's tough. It's tough, and I don't think we giving him his respect. He got knocked out. I get it. It was explosive. It was crazy. I get it. But you can't keep trying to kill our people, you know, that got the courage to entertain us. And Jake, great fight. But all the fights ain't going to be won. Be clear. Be clear. Jake deserves that. He won, and we got to respect him. He might not win the next one or the next one. Hey, hey. Yo, Maya, what's up? Good to see you. How you doing? How you doing? I mean, I'm just happy, you know, uh, being that, you know, we do our own thing, our own show. I never really announce the guests because I don't know if somebody's going to really show up or not. And But being that you're so professional, I announced that you was coming and thank God you showed up. How you doing today? I'm good, thank you. <laughs> You're doing good. Uh, I don't know if you heard, last time you called me was when we landed like 10 days ago in the Bahamas, and I told you the plane was delayed. And so it's my brother Khaled, DJ Khaled's birthday. So Khaled only flies in this G650 Global, the best plane you could buy, right? And but we were delayed four hours, and today I didn't want to scare you, but I was texting you, like telling you, <laughs> we all for the night. The plane's about to take off, and the pilot comes to the back and says, hey, I have a problem. The nose is moving funny. We're going to go. So we stood in the Bahamas. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to give you that plane story so I could discourage you from showing up. But we, we are honored <laughs> to have you here at the Big Big Show. Um. Thank you for having me. Maya, last time I saw you, I don't know if you remember, we are at the hallway of the Grammys. No, no, actually, I seen you at the show with Ashanti. But the last mm -hmm. time before that, I saw you at the Grammys. And because they were filming on TV, they wasn't letting nobody in. And I seen you in the hallway, and I was like, hey, how you doing? And you was like, hey, how you doing? Uh, what do you feel about the Grammys choices, um... This year, st stuff like Roddy Rich, and you know, people who really deserve to at least get nominated didn't. And every year, it feels like we go through this with the Grammys. I know you won a Grammy, but how do you feel about the Grammys and who they choose to give a Grammy to and stuff like that? Um. Well, I don't really know how they choose, <laughs> so I probably can't even speak on it accurately because I'm not a part of the major label system anymore to really know how it works. You know, I know there is a deadline though, as far as being qualified to be nominated. And there's a window, I think it like expires in maybe August or something every year to be qualified to, 
for the following year's Grammys. But I really just don't know how it works and everything and all the particulars behind the scenes that are involved. So it's kind of hard for me to speak on accurately. Yeah, you know, I lost to the Black Eyed Peas, lean back, number one. I lost to the Black Eyed Peas before they got Fergie, right? Like, they, when they were the underground crew. I remember watching 50 Cent right, at, right when he sold 30 million records lose to, like, a rapper I never heard in my life. And, I, you know, that was, that was enough for me. And I don't know how we keep getting surprised every year when the people who are supposed to win never win. Well, I mean, I, I really don't know. But I do know being in the industry, we have the opportunity to vote, which is obviously big in politics. We have to exercise our right to vote for whoever we think in the preliminaries, but also the final, you know? And sometimes it's more political. Sometimes it's more who you like, who you know, who's like family to you versus the actual art form. So you just never know. And I think it's like that in every industry in a way relationships matter so who knows i really don't know and i just hope you know, that everybody deserving gets their fair shot yeah you know you're a little fuzzy just a little i know beggars can't be choosy but you're a little fuzzy is there like uh -oh. a warmer hold spot on hold yeah, on so let me let me make sure give me one second See, I don't really complain because, you know, with this shit, anything could go wrong. So I just want it nice and clear. Huh? We look good here. She she didn't look fuzzy? Oh, okay. Is that better? Okay. that's We just going to rock out. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not better. Nah, we going to rock out. You know, Maya, for so many years, uh, you've been in the game. You have an, an amazing career. Um. Uh, when I think of you, I think of moments in hip hop, right? So with, with, with the record, the clue put together with you and Jay-Z, how did that record come about? And, and how did that record come about, the, the combination of you two? Well, the first original Best of Me was with Jadakiss, and Swiss Beats produced that one. Swiss Remember that? I love that song, too. Swiss was actually telling us that that was his first R&B record ever i got together with jimmy cozier and teron Beal on the top line and uh that record was supposed to go to dmx the track <laughs> and so i picked it i was like i like this i like that and he was like ah this is somebody else i said let's let's just write to it so that happened first and i know in the building we were doing a lot of remixes and a lot of features for my project on interscope and so steve stout uh was making sure that you know we got some street singles out as well while the pop mm. things were happening to balance everything out and he mentioned that jay-z was his cousin so that was how everything was coordinated so it was an inside i guess family type of deal and track masters did that production it wow. was for the backstage album clue hosted it and the rest is history let me ask you a question. Have you ever, I don't recall, have you ever performed that live with Jay-Z or y'all? Yeah, we did that once at Madison, Madison Square Garden in New York City. Wow. So they went crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a moment. It's a big club record. You know, everybody has their preference. You know, I was drunk every time I heard that record. You know, uh, that record reminds me of Jimmy's Bronx Cafe in the Bronx. And every time that record came on, I was like, having the time of my life twisted and you know the best of me that's uh that's an amazing classic right there and uh now now because that was what what was that nine eight uh that so, was 2000 2000 so jay was already big but as big as he is now not mm -hmm. too many people been able to get you know a duet with jay-z just like that so that that that's that's a beautiful thing to have under your belt. Absolutely, that's great. How did a uh, ghetto superstar come about? Um, you, Prize, and ODB, and were were you in the studio with ODB? Did now you ever meet him in person? 
Yeah, that was two years prior, 1998. And that was actually my second single of my career uh, collaboration with yeah everybody you just mentioned. And we were all in the studio eventually, but I first went to New York with my dad at the time to lay down the hook for Ghetto Superstar with Wyclef, who produced the record. The original comes from Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton's Islands in the Stream. That was the original record. So we flipped it. And I was in the studio for probably maybe 45 minutes to an hour, just laying the hook. And then um, ODB is actually responsible for my presence on the record because at the time, and I was still not quite established fully. I had only released one single with Cisco, my very first single, It's All About Me, right before that record. And so they were a little unsure and a lot of other voices were on that hook prior to mine. So ODB was the one that kind of stamped it and was like, yo, who is that? Keep that, that's the magic. And he convinced everybody to keep my chorus. That's weird, it's, it's, it's same thing happened. I, I started like, you know, I'm not, you know, this show, obviously you don't do a bunch of interviews. You, you choose the ones you win because I've been watching and you chose ours because you know we ain't about the bullshit, we about celebrating success. And, uh, and but I had told Lashanti when she was on here, my sister, I had told her that when Irv and John made What's Love for me, they originally wanted uh, J-Lo on the hook, but Ashante did like the reference. And I was like, yo, this girl's dope. We got to keep her on there. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know what happened with What's Love. It's a similar thing. I think, you know, uh, when you hear a hit, you know it's a hit. Don't, don't fuck with it. It's a hit. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. pretty much that's, that, that's how it sounds. That, that, that's... That's what I think. One of your one of your songs that you've done that I really really love is "Fallen." That might be my favorite uh, Maya song, "Fallen." How did that song come about? I actually recorded that song in my hometown, Maryland, state of Maryland, and the producers are One Up Entertainment. I had been working with them for a while, and so we did a demo version in Maryland. And um, when I went to LA to finish the album, I presented it and I got with executive producer Ron Fair, who was at A&M at the time, was mm. the sister company of Interscope, which was not, by the way, a, an R&B label. So I got with Ron Fair because- He's like a game. super hit maker, a super yeah. pop hit maker. Music like theory he's, guy. He's, 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 he's a big boy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, orchestrates music, does the sheet music, all that stuff. So that's why it's a timeless record because he put his magic on it and reproduced the record in a way and the sample from the far side is on that so it's kind of like classic hip-hop homage on fallen yeah and so that's a lot of people's favorite record because it is a timeless record and it's very very musical yeah i love that so when you when you when you growing up in maryland not everybody uh how do you wake up and you say, I want to be an R&B star, superstar, <laughs> and I live in Maryland? How did, how did it happen for you? How did the journey happen for you? It's so funny that you say that because I didn't ever wake up and say, I want to be an R&B star. It was Broadway for me. I love theater. And I was a theater kid, you know, uh, tap dancer originally, improvisationalist. I was always singing. My dad was the one that was the singer in the family. So I was a musical kid, always around musicians in my, my living room, my garage. He would rehearse all the time and I'd be in the studio with him. He would put out his own independent records, vinyl, had his own record label. And I remember being in the studio with him early, early on, but it was stage for me. It was acting, it was dancing, it was writing songs, composition, singing. It was all of that. I love the whole big picture. So Broadway was my goal after college. And it's just that the record deal came first. And I took it around with it because I was doing all those things already in school. How did you and get the record deal? Is what I'm saying. Like, how did you get the record deal? How did you go from Maryland to getting the record deal? <laughs> and and yeah, Interscope right? is in LA. Yeah, because Maryland is definitely not the place that most people associate music business with. Mm -hmm. um, there was an independent label in Washington, D.C.
that mm. came to my living room in 1996, one day after high school and asked me to sing live. I had no clue what was up. I came downstairs from doing my homework. Hawk Islam, who was the president of that label with Lita Rosario, uh, they basically kind of interviewed me, see where my saw where my head was at. They I had already seen my bio of performances and everything I was doing already, but they wanted to hear me sing live. I had recorded some demos they heard, so they just wanted to see me, see my presence, come to a couple shows, hear me sing live, and that's how I got my independent uh, label deal through them, University Music Entertainment, and at the time they were developing Drew Hill. While I was still in mm. high school in the following year, Drew Hill popped off with Island Records and they got that major deal for Drew Hill. And so they also had Pure Soul, which was a female R&B slash gospel group. Mm -hmm. And I was next and he was actually looking for a female artist because that's something that he didn't have at the time. And so I started going to Philadelphia to record my first album, basically demos, while I was in college at Mar Maryland University College Park. And I had to finally make a decision because a deal came across the table with Interscope Records. And it was an opportunity of a lifetime. Um, my mom and I flew to LA and sat down in the boardroom. I performed a tap dance, all kind of stuff. And the deal was kind of sealed, but I was still a minor so I couldn't technically signed until I was 18, which is when the album came out. And still I was not signed that whole first album cycle because I was just a test at a rap and rock label. Death Row Records was there. Tupac was there. You know, Marilyn Manson was there. They didn't have an R&B department. So they were like, we don't know what the heck we're doing. You know, uh, we'll see if it works. And it just so happened to work. Thank God. Thank God. And, and <laughs> True Hills from Maryland too, right? Yes, Baltimore, Maryland. Mm -hmm. they, they from Maryland. So w w when you was coming up, you was doing a bunch of shows with Drew Hill and them? I went on tour with uh, Drew Hill upon the release of my first single, It's All About Me with Cisco. And we were doing stadiums and arenas and stuff. They were on the Diddy tour, the Bad Boy tour, I think it was. Oh, so so y'all opened up on the Bad Boy tour. Mm -hmm. What were some of the wildest times of... What what were some of the moments that blew your mind? I'm talking about very very new in the game. You know, people you might have met that knew who you were. And maybe you met Patty LaBelle. Maybe you met that you was like, holy sh they know me. Early at that time? Yeah. I mean, like who blew your mind that knew that 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 knew you and you was like, because I'm talking about early you on your first tour with Drew Hill, like oh. <laughs> well, it was all very overwhelming, you know. Um, you just never know what's kind of happening on the outside world when you're first starting. And, you know, you show up at the radio stations and then you start hearing your record on the radio. Wow. And people start coming up to you asking for your autograph. And it's just surreal. Uh, but I think I was blown away when Michael Jackson called me for my birthday and when I met Prince. So you knew, you knew Michael Jackson or somebody had him call you for your birthday? Well, I had done prior to my birthday, and the, I think it was the year 2001, maybe. And we did the 30th anniversary special, which is where I met him in rehearsal for the first time. And we performed two nights in a row at uh, Madison Square Garden. Usher, Whitney, and I performed, and that was also a mind-blowing experience, meeting Whitney and then singing with her. I would have never thought in a million years, but then Michael Jackson had a charitable song that he was doing in English and Spanish, and I ended up recording it on my birthday because that was my only day off, and he got wind of me headed to New York, coming back to New York to cut it on my birthday, and so he called the studio and sang happy birthday to me, and I was in tears. <laughs> You know, I because I, too. you just never know that this is going to happen in your lifetime and that they would even know you existed. And it happened. So I was. You know what happened for me? I, I looked up to uh, Heavy D, right? Yeah. So Heavy D being the big boy, he gave me my confidence, pretty much my swag, everything. Um, I used to dance like him, want to be like him. And I remember when I put out my first single, Flojo. 
I went to a club in Manhattan, and it's weird, and everybody, please, is, I'm at the bathroom, I'm using the restroom, and I turn around, it's Heavy D. And Heavy D walks in the restroom, and he's like, you got to float, Joe. You got to, almost died, right? Because I, <laughs> I looked up to him my whole life. I'm like, oh, my God, Heavy D knows who I am. And he's singing, you got to flow, Joe. And that's the first time I met him. That really blew my mind mm. at, at, at that time. Uh, did you watch the fights uh, this weekend? Did you watch the fight? I didn't. And boxing is my favorite sport. I was in the studio. You know, it's single release week. So I've been doing a lot of interviews back to back and whatnot. But I'll catch it. I did catch a whole lot of comments, though. <laughs> you saw a whole bunch of... Aftermath. Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it was a draw, right? So nobody really won. Um, you asked me, I think they was tap dancing. They was Cirque du Soleil. I don't, I don't think it was bad intentions in this fight, which is good because, but it felt so good to see the energy, see everybody, see Mike come out once again. And, uh, do his thing. Um, I'm looking at this uh, this versus battle or celebration, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It was Beanie Man and who? who Beanie Man and who? And Bounty. And we rocking. And they mashing it up. And I said, this boy better play. That girl's done sugar. <laughs> them girls done sugar. And uh, what is it like having a... Because you have a long category, uh, a catalog, and a long line of hits, Maya. I don't know if people truly understand your consistency and how many hits you drop. And uh, you made these collaborations count. Like, so like, I always said, yo, if I did a song with such and such, it's gonna be a smash. So I do a such, like you get with Beanie Man and you knock it out the park for history. You get with, uh, ODB and Prize, you knock it out the park. You know, you, what was that like working with Beanie Man? Oh, Beanie and I, we have had so much fun performing that record. You know, there have been so many years at Stonefest, <laughs> partying until eight in the morning in Montego Bay, Jamaica. Just that song has brought me so much, I don't know, just good vibes. And Jamaica is kind of like another home you know, that feels familiar because the love is always there. And I think that record just sparked a lot of love from the islands in general. So it's always good to be in company with great energy. And he definitely has it, you know, no matter where he goes, but especially on stage, he de he even does a little tap dance. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know if you've seen Benny live, but he's just, yeah. <laughs> he's so dope to watch. It's entertainment. Nah, the, the, sure. the guys got busy, you know, Benny man and, uh, Bounty Killer, they, they got busy that night. Um, I, You know, when I think of Maya, I said to myself, I said, you know, Maya, she's been beautiful a long time. Uh, you always heard about her, um, but you never really heard about her, right? And then I start saying to myself, why is it Ma Maya married with kids? <laughs> no, no, I, I'm not trying to jam you up. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm thinking, why is it she married with kids or, you know, because I know you're everybody's favorite. And so, and then I, I look at, you know, I do a little research on you and it says secretly married. Um, are these rumors or, 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 or is it facts? Well... A part of it is facts. I married myself in a music video, but in real life, I really married myself after a toxic relationship. Way back in 2013, I exited. In 2014, I moved forward with my life and said, you know what? You got to get it together. You got to love you. You got to create some vows that you adhere to so that you don't fall into the trap of, you know, something that you don't deserve. So I married myself in real, real life. And then I just recently renewed my vows <laughs> last year. So there's no, there's no guy, there's no guy involved with this marriage. No, there's Is no husband. There's no man. 
in a music video, I literally married myself and that came and out. And that's some fact. Valentine's Day. Mary, it's Mary just self-love. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that I'm not open to love. It's just I'm making a statement through music and visuals that it's really important to love yourself first before you can love anybody else or even expect that love to show up to match the best you. So it's all about becoming the best you. That's all. No one, no one swept you off your feet all these years. Nobody like yeah. blew your mind and you said this might be the guy. Well, of course, my ex, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. swept me. But I have to like reassess what maybe I was going through that allowed me to even be swept to the wrong place that I thought was the right place. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's old now, but I've definitely dedicated all of my love and time to myself and then other people, you know, putting goodness in the universe. I guess that's true here. freedom. You know what I'm saying? In life, uh, true freedom. You know what I'm saying? People need to be true to who they are, uh, what they think is best for themselves because we only get one life. They say, what they said, life is short. Uh, death is long. <laughs> that, that, that they say, they say death is long as hell. Life is short, and uh, uh, man, that, it just, it just, it just. That's one question I was asking myself, mm -hmm. like because you know when you see everybody who's ever been in your position has always matched up with some of the artists, some of the, you know, a lot of that stuff. Like me, I can't. You know, I've been with my wife forever, but I would never get with a famous, uh, a famous person. I, you know, I just wouldn't think it, it's real. You know what I'm saying? So, you never been tempted or nothing like that. Like, you know, like, you know, like a famous going couple, like where Maya's holding hands in the red carpet with such and such. I don't think so. It's it's more so about the energy and obviously the spirit of that person, no matter their position. If we have chemistry and we're taking our time privately away from the public to get to know each other properly and put in years of work, then it is solid enough to step out. You know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of successful couples that are in the public eye. We don't ever know what's really going on behind closed doors and if it's a front, but I really believe in love and I really believe in patience and taking your time to really, really fully get to know someone for every component of who they are and vice versa. And that and means patience. That means a man yeah. has to mm -hmm. have patience with Maya. So that means Absolutely. a man has to really take his time and prove and, and these guys now they got that, you know, they got that short, like, yo, what's up? What's going on? <laughs> well, not all guys. Not all guys. Maybe a lot of the younger ones that have, you know, a lot of access to technology and don't know anything else because they grew up in it. That's more the young culture, but I'm old school with it, you know? <laughs> but it's it's really all about that energy and that spirituality for me. And you know what? I've been on my grind. So it's not something that I have ever actually seeked or the number one goal that was the end all be all of my life because I'm the caretaker of my family. I'm the hustler. I'm, even yeah. though I'm you a know, every time, every time I see you or talk to you, I just feel like you're on your business. Like you just <laughs> stay focused. Yeah. You, you, you just like, I got to take care of my business. I got to do what I got to do. Um, but I've never seen you on a, you the know, arm I mean, of let, somebody. <laughs> what you said? I said, you mean the arm of somebody or booed up like that? No, nah, I'm not even booed up. Just like, I mean, every time I've ever talked to you, uh, including now, you're focused, you're sharp, <laughs> you, uh, you get to the business of it. Like, I've never seen you. I don't want to say the, for the word is relaxed or loose. Oh my God, like, I'm so chill. I'm so relaxed right now. Are you relaxed and chill now? Yeah, I, I am. I'm just oh. always kind of chill and laid back. And then, you know, when it's stage time, I turn up maybe a little too much. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. Uh, Lady Marmalade, um, 
one of the most legendary tracks of all time. You knew when y'all did this over, this was going to be a big deal, right? No, I didn't. I never know. You know, I just go with the flow and hope for the best because there's a lot of team members and staffs that go into marketing, promo, advertising, publicity, and then the creative side of things, the visuals, et cetera. So, you know, it's, it's a big budget. That's all it is to make it go, to make anything go, unless it's yeah. the streets. I mean, that was huge. That, that record right there was like all over the place. It was huge. Uh, I knew when I heard it that it was going to be, uh, you won a Grammy with that, right? Yeah. It was a really special moment. The ladies coming together because everybody was already established, you know, doing their own things. And everyone was also so different. And so we knew it was going to be something special and different because there's a it's very rare that you see a lot of females get together. Shout out to Missy on the production as well, Rottweiler, and Miss Patty LaBelle. And so it was a moment. And we had a movie budget. <laughs> oh, you had a big movie budget. Yeah. Oh. You know, because oh. it's very expensive trying to get females together. And then just paying for the glam for one female is very expensive, and then much less four or five. So it's really, really special. And next year is the 20th anniversary of that song. So I hope we do something together. Yeah, this COVID thing, man. Yeah. Once it's over, hopefully it's over completely. Would you take a vaccine? No, I would not. I'd move out of the country before I do that. So, so, so you don't trust the vaccine? No, I don't. You don't. I mean, but my doctor's telling nature. me. I trust nature and what we put into our bodies to keep us, you know, healthy and fighting things off. That's what I do believe in. You know, uh, you know, I told my doctor I want to take the vaccine and he told me no. <laughs> no, it's what? crazy. What? No, that's nuts. My doctor oh. was like, nah, you, I ain't giving you that shit. He was like, yo, you ain't take, and then me, you know, cause I'm like, you know, I've always had sugar pre-diabetic. So, you know, I'm like, damn, I want to get this over with, man. I'm going to stop wearing the mask, stop ducking. Because uh, I feel like we all been, anybody who's respected COVID has been pretty much on house arrest for the last year. Um, and, 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 you know, I'm, I'm watching Atlanta. I'm watching the script club in Miami. I'm watching, and everybody's still out there popping bottles, you know. And then I'm watching TV to sell me somebody's dying every one minute of COVID in America. So it's like, you know, what are we supposed to do? But you said you, you, what reasons, why wouldn't you take a vaccine? Some of the things in it, you know, and it's not vegan. <laughs> I've heard all kinds of stories about vaccines and human body parts and babies and all kinds of stuff, aborted fetal cells that are included in it. And I just don't want any parts of it. Um, I just want natural, you know, because that's what we would be doing anyways if we were living in the natural world, but we don't live in that world anymore. We we live in a How, how world. long you been vegan? Because I know on your page, I see you cooking vegan. And, and... Um, it's almost been seven years, I'm about six and a half now. Yeah. Six and a half years. Mm -hmm. and, and so it, it, you never look at a burger and say, damn, I want that cheeseburger. A plant-based burger. Because I can have everything that I already used to have. I don't really miss it, you know, especially now that I feel better. You know, I have more energy and I've watched my family suffer, honestly. So I just want to stay on the right path for me and then help my family because it, it's nothing like seeing your family suffer. My mom had cancer twice. I, that's why I'm, I go so hard, you know. That's why I'm not married with kids. That's why my mind is focused on making sure I take care of the people that I love because I've seen them suffer and it's um and what's it, that like that must be heavy on your shoulders to like I heard you say it a couple of times and you're the breadwinner of the family you take care of everybody same with me same I mean, my with dad me. does his thing too but I made a promise and nothing means anything to me unless the people I love are straight you know what I'm saying so until that's solidified I'm gonna keep going period um, 
that's what I dedicate my life to because it is very painful to watch somebody you love that has gotten you to where you're, you've gone and where you are suffer. So that's why I have just kind of like revamped my whole life and studied, you know, what's good regarding nutrition and what to put in the body and then help other people just this whole healing journey. Because I've seen my mom go through radiation and chemotherapy and it's, whew, it, it's heavy. Yeah. I know my mom's had cancer too. She survived. Uh, she had a one percent chance. So my my mom's like, she went to chemo and then they they operated her from from ear to ear. Now it's that that's a uh, that cancer things. It's real. It's out of control. Like mm -hmm. that that thing is uh, it's scary. You know, health itself is scary because you know. It's like from day to day, like one day somebody's healthy, the next thing you turn around and you're like, yo, we're such and such. And, and I feel like a lot of, uh, so say before us, people really used to live to 80, 90 years old. And yeah. now it looks like when people are getting 40 something, 50 years old, people are getting really sick and really, really dropping. And I, I didn't use, used to hear that when I was a little kid, but that really is happening right now. And uh and if we keep uh yeah. living reckless in the future, it'll probably be at 40 years old that people are dropping like that. Um so so there has to be adjustments made. And so I guess that's why you straight vegan. Yeah, but not just vegan, because vegan doesn't necessarily mean healthy, because we got a lot of junk food on this side, too. It's just more more so getting back to nature, getting back to, you know, the natural way, eating more raw, organic stuff that we would normally eat, like I said before, in nature. So just keep our bodies intact, our minds, our spirits, our focus. Um, it, it's all energy, and any, I'm uh, so determined to figure it all out and help people. You know, any 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 new artist, female artist that you're a fan of that that you be like, yo, that girl go. Oh yes, so many. Oh yes, of course, Meg, um, Malibu Mitch, Princess Nokia. Um, Kaylani is not new, but you know, she's from the newer generation. Janae Aiko, um, Nitty Scott. There's so many. <laughs> they got bars very talented, outgoing, you know, feminine, but can still get dirty. I love it. Yeah, because you picked all the bad girls. And Did you're I? such a nice girl. Like, you know, my yeah, yeah, you went straight <laughs> for the Meg. Really? You went for Malibu. You went for the, you went for all, all the rebels. Okay. You, you, you like that. <laughs> I love that. And uh, as far as rappers, do you have like a favorite rapper list? Favorite rapper in general or female? In general. Um, yeah, J. Cole is so dope. You know, I love Nas's bars. I've always loved his bars. Um, Rakim, I'm going to take it so old school. <laughs> Call me. Fat Joe. Hey, hey. Thank you. Thank um, you. It's just so many that have the influence and that I've been listening to. For a long, long time. I could go down the list. I got Spotify playlists and all that. No, no, no. Let me ask you something. What at the end yeah. of the day, right? You have such a large catalog and you told me, Joe, I'm in the studio every night. Mm -hmm. I'm knocking out a new project. You put out a new uh a new single called I'ma Do It. Mm -hmm. Um, what do you want to do? Like you 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 made all this music. It, are you doing this to pay your bills or are you like what 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 is going to fill your cup of water? <laughs> yeah. What is going to make you feel like, got them. Now they know. <laughs> well, I constantly release music. First of all, I love music. I'm a musical kid, a child of the arts. It's kind of like therapy for me. So anytime I get to be in the studio or rent a studio, I'm going to lock it out because I love creating. I'm just a creator. And a lot of artists can relate, you know, and it's just a playground. So fans, they're kind of all over the place and want different things. And I like to serve to fulfill and I'm independent. So I could exercise my freedom. Being independent is so great because you could do so many different genres and flavors and you won't look 
or you won't be looked at cross-eyed for it you can play and when you go into those territories you got something for everybody so i love being independent for creative reasons it's definitely a different type of grind um but i love music and i know for a fact that i have not given the world the best of me and it's on the way um so i'm releasing another single on christmas day but this year I finished one album and I'm already working on the other one, wrapping it up with a team out here in LA that I did my last album with um, because I want people to receive the best of me. And I've been, you know, faithfully releasing R&B projects for my R&B core fan base. But there's other sides of music from personal to the turn up. And I'm going to give all that. So um, I will know when I know, but I know that I'm headed in the right direction because it's very, very off. It's not, it's not too often that I actually cry when I listen to a whole body of work and I've done it uh, a lot this year. So I'm very proud of my teams and I'm very proud of myself for just kind of sticking to my guns and hustling hard so I can sit down and produce the best music of my life because I really love music at the end of the day. I would be doing it for free, <laughs> which is kind of like I do it now. You know what I'm saying? It, it's nothing like being independent with the freedom. Yeah, but when you, but when you get independent, I've been independent for like <laughs> 13, 14 years. When you hit independent, so imagine having all the way up under your wing when you when you independent or make it rain. I was independent when I made make it rain, so four million uh Singles, so you know, uh, all the way up, same thing, three million. That's independent. Um, I, I, I just hate, you know, when you sign to a major label, having to go ask permission and looking up at somebody. You got to sit. I have a real problem. That's why I'm scared of flying this because I'm, I'm, I, I'm a control freak. Freak. I have a problem looking at some man behind a desk who I happen to know don't know shit more than me and start asking them, are you going to work this record? Uh, what are you going to do? Uh, uh, are you going to spend the money? Are you going to, I'm like, man, fuck that. Like I'm, I'm going to put up my own money yeah. and may the best man or female win, you know? And, and that's how I feel about being independent. And you know what else? You are absolutely right. Cause that's your legacy too and i don't really make music anymore from a space of trying to fit in it's more about putting stuff in the universe because tomorrow is not promised so why not a full body of work why not constantly serve because tomorrow is not promised to anybody and so it's there at least and if i am not here anymore at least my family's going to be taken care of because you know how sales go when you're not here anymore <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? You're so, crazy. <laughs> real talk but <laughs> it's positive it's uplifting it might be a little ratchet here and there because you know that's a part of me as well but it has purpose now and because it's not under somebody else's um supervision or permission i have the freedom to do that and put good things in the universe that will be timeless whether people know about it now or not sometimes the glory is in the afterlife and i will just leave it at that that is a fact. <laughs> no, no, that is a fact. You know, I tell people all the time, one of the reasons I started doing this show is because I started looking at documentaries based on music and based on hip hop and, and they were lying and they were changing the narratives. And you know, I grew up in the Bronx where hip hop started and I was just like, yo, these people are like trying to switch history. So here comes a kid, now a young kid who watches this documentary and thinks Pitbull was the first Latino rapper. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, I'm looking at all this. I said, you know what? I got to get Maya on. I got to get Snoop on. I got to get Serena Williams on. I got to get everybody on so they can tell their own story, how it really happened. So that when kids really 20 years from now want to really know how it happened, they'll look up an interview like this. Uh, and I also believe just me being crazy a psycho or whatever i believe 20 years from now there'll be a let's just say a spanish kid he could be mexican whatever it is and he becomes the new spike lee tyler perry of hollywood mm -hmm. and he does a movie based around this time and guess what 
Every fucking record is Fat Joe. The whole shit. This Spanish superhero is running around the Fat Joe shit all day. And then that's, if I'm not here, God forbid, my family's able to eat off that 20 years from now. So that's why I like to own my own masters and, mm -hmm. and be independent. I mean, that's how I look at it. I, I, I think you're telling me the same thing. Absolutely. I've been able to release nine independent projects in a very, very short window. And it's quality, you know? And I was very, very limited with having to wait for budgets to open up as well in the major label system. And so time is passing us by. I don't have time for that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Neither yeah, do these exactly. fickle fans out here. <laughs> They're already on to the next. So I like to I mean, you've been able to look the same though, Maya. You look just like you looked the first time I ever seen you. Well, music keeps me young. And I mean, so does vegan life. But I really, really love what I do. That's all. That's really it. My dad looks so young because he still really? performs. He's still doing what he loves to do. And it definitely shows up on the outside. Okay, thank you so much for showing yeah. up with us, Maya. We appreciate you. Thank you for trusting me. <laughs> I to, appreciate it, you. Nah, because I know I know I know you don't be doing this with people and and I know you have to be like, nah, Joe, he's straight up. He's 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 gonna do the right thing. I know how to handle myself. I'm not worried. Nah, <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know, I know, but I, I appreciate you coming on the show. Absolutely. The fans love you. Uh, you know, I've been on vacation for 10 days. The last one was Ludacris, and then it was you, and I was trying to keep it a big surprise, and I've been out here for like 10 days, and I wanted to come back with a bang, and and I'm honored that you came on the show tonight. Oh, and I want to address something real quick. Thank you for having mm -hmm. me, first of all. Okay. You've always been good. You've always been, you know, very positive every time I run into you, so thank you. And I was reading the comments before I got away, right? on your page. And so Noriega and I did um... <laughs> Let's go, Maya. Maya, right? I'm not with the controversy, but it's you know, Nori's my brother. Exactly. And so he, he wrote a comment and, and <laughs> thank God that you're going to address it. Exactly. I would feel weird texting it, so I'll just say it. So he wrote, you know, I was the first artist not to give him a feature back. He and I got together with Rick Juan. Uh, in 99 for the Moving Out remix of Moving On, which was on the Belly soundtrack. I think Hype Williams or X, or maybe both of them were on set. I think Hype actually directed the video. And it was a soundtrack song. I didn't know anything about a feature exchange or what was negotiated because I was never involved in the process. So Nori, I apologize for whatever business was done on my behalf without me knowing. I just want to clear the air. I had nothing to do with that. And I'm sure it's a whole list of stuff that I don't know behind the scenes. You so. know what? You you still making music. <laughs> Nori's still making music. Exactly. He just shot up. a new video. I don't want to say who's on it, but big people is on it. Um, Who knows? Maybe y'all could get that collaboration together. Right. Maya Planet 9, you can hit me up. I'm about to follow you. Nah, you got to, I mean, I you know, you know, Nori's a big deal these days. You know, he's a journalist. He got uh, Drink Champs. Is it one of the number one shows out there in hip hop? You got to follow him and y'all got to get in touch with each other. <laughs> For sure. Thank you, Maya. Okay. Bye-bye. Peace. Peace. And blessings. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. And you don't know who I know. You don't know who I know. Shout out to Maya. The woman looks amazing. Vegan life in the building. They say black don't crack, but Maya has a special type of skin going on there. I'm not gonna lie to you. And your man Nori always gets into some shit, right? Uh, Shout out to Maya for doing the big, 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 big show. I hope you missed me like I missed you. And this, this, this young lady is so articulate, eloquent, laid back. She married herself. I never heard of no shit like that in my life. And uh, 
Pristine jewelers to the stars. You live a life. How was Aruba? Spiff TV. Yeah, Spiff. Nori always get into some shit. Going, you know, my brother done made me go to war with everybody in the world for him. Uh, at every moment of my life. But the big, big show is back. Um, Joe Biden fractured his leg playing with his dog. Let's hope that the president-elect is feeling better. Mafia, what's up? Yeah, Nori. You know, you know, I, go, I get everybody in trouble. Every now and then, somebody in, one of my boys got to get me in trouble. Uh, let me tell you something. This COVID, they say somebody's dying every single minute in America over this COVID. I also know I'm looking at the clubs, the strip clubs, and they won't sit that thing down. And so Cats is out here, no mask on. They out here uh, acting like it's regular life till they catch the COVID. Shout out my brother Pistol Pete with Jail Reform. I did, a, I did a show with him, his show, Dog in the Yard, which is my favorite. Whenever I got off time, I watch YouTube and I watch Pistol Pete Dog in the Yard with my daughter, Azzy, so she can learn about the real world. And I'm on this, this week's episode, and it is fire, no question. Uh, so we got into COVID. We got I and Mike Tyson. I love that. We have a legend of ours who got us, finally. We always used to robbing our legends. And why do we always want to see our legends missing their teeth and looking like bums or on drugs? We need to applaud our legends when they do something to get a bag. Now, I'm not crazy. I know what's going on out there. People are hurting. People are doing bad. We are trying our best to give back to the community. And so is everybody together trying their best to give back. I know people are hurting out there. Two weeks ago, Trump was talking about this is the greatest economy. Now when we turn on the TV, all we're seeing is lines 10 blocks long, miles long for food. And, uh, and so our hearts are with you. Our prayers are with you. We're going to do some incredible things to give back as much as we can. Um, I don't feel bad about enjoying my life, staying away from COVID, staying out the streets. If it may be that I'm blessed enough to come with my brother on a vacation for his birthday, I don't feel bad about staying away from the COVID and enjoying my life. Anything I can do to give back to my community I will 1 million percent, but I'm here to let you know the COVID is very, very real. If you want to listen to anything Fat Joe has to say, is that COVID is extremely real. Tomorrow night, the big, big show has been gone for a while. All we do is put our foot in the asses of our competition. Nobody's close. Nobody's better than us. Nobody's even close. You have to understand, these guys who think they're competition, they run around with big corporations who get people for them and shit and politics. We do this shit on our own. Tomorrow night, the one and only, Damian Lillard, Portland's own. Yes. That is going to happen. Shout out to our last guest, guest before Maya, before we went on vacation. That was ludicrous. You might know him from Fast and Furious. Further on, Narik. Very incredible, compelling guests. People you can't get. And guess what? When people back out, I talk that shit. I talk that shit. I let you know what it is to go from zero to 100 right quick. I let you know what it is. You can start from nothing. You got to understand. You have to always shout out my man, Jermaine. Jermaine from the Bahamas. He took care of me 
you know, these guys, they really took care of me out here. I mean, these guys at the Bahamas, man, uh, they fed the fat guy well. I worked out. I'm not just an Instagram guy when I show you a, a, an elliptical shot. I really get on the machine and go. I tell you I violated tonight. I ate fried chicken KFC because it's stressed out, because the plane broke. I'm going to blame it on that, a.k.a. Fat Fuck Wednesdays. But listen, Maya's such a beautiful person. Um, shout out to Sarat. Shout out to Revolt TV. Every Tuesday, 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Pistol, you wasn't here. You ain't been watching your brother. I talked about the dog in the yard. You ain't got to remind me. <laughs> I gave dog in the yard is about people who do jail time to come out reform. Shout out DJ Surge. And so I told about my cat little four months. Pistol made me talk about it. I never brag about it because we got friends who did 20, 30, 40 years. So four months ain't shit. But he wanted me to give you my experience. And while is it, is it incredible, go to YouTube and watch that now. Shout out to Jay Majors, the barber of all barbers. I heard Jay Majors talking about he wants to make like a barber union. Yo, Rob Cash, what's good? KR. And uh, all my people out there, fan me up, connect one-on-one. -on -one. What's your favorite? Fan meal, connect one on one uh, with your favorite artist, talk to them, vibe with them. All right, y'all. I see y'all tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern. Tomorrow night's guest is Damian Lillard. You know him well. The man shoots from the other side of the court Wednesday. Major guest, too. Thursday, major guest. Throwback Thursday. It won't stop. This is the biggest show in the game. Anybody who tells you anything else is lying to themselves. 5'7", Freddie. Freddie, what's up? Remy Mafia for life. Jen, what's good? OG Andy, boy, I see you on the check-in. April Reigns, I see you. Shout out to everybody out there. I love y'all. This is the biggest show in the land. Peace, y'all.